0: Welcome to the White Man Can Jump podcast. We're back for another edition of Over and Unders, this time at the Western Conference. Uh, I'm back here with Andrew Brownlee. Brownlee, how you doing today? Doing great. Looking forward to getting into the second half of the league. Yeah, this, uh, this, this side of the league's got a little more, you either suck or you, you're pretty good. There's no real in-between, so... Um, we'll probably have some differences in opinions here just because, um, you know, some of the over and unders are pretty high or low, so it's you know, you got to really, really suck or be really good to uh, get them. So, we'll, we'll see here. Um, let's just jump right in. I know the preseason's underway, um, we got about a week and a half until the regular season starts, so I know everyone's excited for that. So, um, Let's jump in with uh, maybe one of the least exciting teams, actually, but maybe one of the most exciting players for the year. So that's the Houston Rockets. Um, you know, Last year, they had a prorated record of 19-63. Offensive rating, uh, 27th of the league at 107. Defensive rating at 114.4, also 27th. And net rating of negative 7.4 also at 27, so at the least they're consistent, but that's about all. Um, Their, you know, moves in the off season, nothing really substantial, except for adding Jalen Green at the second overall pick. Um, they also added Daniel Tice. Um, they lost Kelly Olynyk, who got traded there in the middle of the season, who was a pretty nice player for them. Um, and they also lost Sterling Brown. Um, and not to uh, a tra- transaction yet, but they've also lost John Wall <laughs> for the season. Um, he, he's reportedly not going to play until they find a trade partner with for him, which seems to be very hard. It, it was crazy that they were able to find, you know, they matched up two of the worst contracts in the league and were able to get a trade done last year with um, the Wizards and trading him for Russell Westbrook. Um, but I don't see that trade out there this year so he, he might just sit out the whole year but um, they're over unders at 23 and, or 25 and a half wins so um, so I guess the thought is that Jalen green is is worth six and a half wins um, that, that, that's really the question here I mean this team is actively trying to lose get better draft picks um, it's really you know, a developmental year, see how good Jalen Green can be and try to build around him. So, what, what are your thoughts on Jalen Green and, and is he, you think he can be a franchise player? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's a little early
1: probably to say that, but I did watch the preseason game between the Wizards and the Rockets and he definitely showed up there. So, I think he'll score definitely at the NBA level, but they, John Wall's not going to play. It's nice making forty, four, forty five million dollars to sit at your couch. Um yeah. they're not gonna have a point guard. They are counting on like Aaron Gordon or sorry, Eric Gordon as one of their starting players probably and he is probably over the hill and not good anymore. Um, so if you're taking the over on this, you're counting on essentially like Kristen Wood playing all 82 games and playing really well and Jalen Green being just a superstar right out of the gate. I just don't see it happening. So I would take the under on this for
0: sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I mean, you know, like I said, they're trying to lose too. So when it comes, you know, they might be in a decent spot with 15 games to go. And then they, you know, Oh, Eric Gordon's got a, you know, a strained knee or, you know, all these fake injuries come up at the end of the season and they, you know, lose 13 out of 15 to end the season or something like that. So, um, for that reason I'm going under, I mean, I also find it hard to believe this team is six and a half games better than it was last year. Um, I mean, I, I think Christian Wood's a really nice player. I mean, I think he's got one of the best contracts in the league really. Um, you know, he produced at a high level while he was out there last year. Um, Problem is, he shouldn't be your best player or second best player. Uh, if he's your third or fourth best player, like, you're you're in a good position. Um, Jalen Green, like you said, it's too early to really predict, uh, you know, how he's going to fare in the NBA and what his ceiling is, but yeah, I, I think he can be, you know, an all-star level player, um, just with his scoring ability and athleticism, I mean, it, not many people... Um, can match that, um, but I, I don't know that he's, um, you know, going to necessarily turn this franchise around. I mean, they obviously have to put a lot of other pieces around him. He can't do it by himself, um, but, you know, I, I don't know if he quite has the all-around game if, if, if to be your best player on a contender um, down the road, um, but, you know, obviously he hasn't played a meaningful NBA game yet, so We'll wait and see on that verdict um you know they also have kevin porter jr maybe they're expecting him or at least vegas is expecting him to have some of the success he had last year i believe he had a 50 point game last year so um but other than that there's there's a lot of decent role players on this team the problem is they're instead of being your eighth or ninth guy they're your fourth or fifth guy so um there's there's not much talent here um so, some guys show potential. They're, everyone's pretty young on this team. Um, and the only one over 30 is John Wall on the roster. So um, And Eric Gordon. So, um, yeah, it's just developmental year. Build Jalen Green. See if you got any other pieces around you. And, uh, and hopefully take John Wall for something. So, um, that's that's their goal this year. And um, their goal isn't winning games. So, I'm not going to bet on them to win more than Vegas thinks. So, uh, another team in the exact same situation um, is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they had a little better record than the Rockets last year. Uh, 25 and 57 pro rated record um, 102.8 offense rating dead last in the league. Um, defense rating at 113.4, uh, 24th in the league. And a net rating of 10.6, which was, or negative 10.6, which was last in the league. So maybe the record um, isn't quite indicative of how they played last year. They probably should have had a little worse record um, based off their net rating. Um, they're, uh, they had a few additions, um, some the draft um, mostly, and Josh Giddy was their um, first pick of the draft. I can't remember which, which pick they had now as top 10. Um, and he, you know, he's an Australian guard, six, eight, um, is a really good passer. So pretty raw. Um, they also had a trade man through the draft and James Robinson Earl. So they have some pieces that they picked up this year through the draft. Um, we'll see how they develop. They also added a veteran a um, because you got to have at least one on the team, you would think. Um, and Derek Favors, um, he's on the team for now, but I, I can definitely see him being traded at the deadline to a contender. Uh, he doesn't really make too much sense on this team. Um, and they really they really lost uh, Svead um uh, from Kansas, the shooter. Um, so, you know, roughly the same team in terms of what you're going to get contribution from this year, because you, know, you don't expect those rookies to make, they'll get some minutes, but I, I, I don't think any of them are quite ready. James Earl Robinson is probably the most ready, but he's probably the least talented. So um, throw runners at 23 and a half wins, um, which is probably a pretty fair number. Um, you know they, they gave SGA the max extension this off season and you know are looking to build around him with all the draft picks they have come and the question is you know is is he good enough to start a rebuild around
1: yeah so before they decided to shut down our team last season they were playing really well or no, not really well but <laughs> they're playing well enough uh to be on like a 30-some win pace maybe more than that actually um I think they had a better record than their net rating would have portended but still uh, they were playing well enough to be out of the basement of the league and then shut down Shigel's, Gilchrist Alexander, shut down Al Horford who is another of their I think he lost this off season. I think it was this off season they traded them. Um, so I do think the team is probably worse this year without Al Horford on the team. I think, you know, as old as he is, he's still pretty good uh, fulcrum for them defensively and moving the ball on offense. But at the same time, you can expect some development from SGA. Derek Favors isn't a bad center, question mark. Um, but he's, you know, a reasonable rotation player Uh, I wouldn't love to have them starting, but I still think we're going to see a better record than last season, assuming that they actually play all their players the entire year. So I'm going to take the over on this slightly. I think we're probably looking at like 25 wins,
0: is my guess. All right. Well, I am going to, for the same reason I went with the Rockets, I'm going to go under just because they're not trying to win games. So, um, you know, I I think, you know, know, I want to see what happens to Poku. I mean, he'll get some meaningful minutes this year. And, uh, you know, he had flashes last year of, you know, why people were high on him in the draft. I mean, he's, uh, you know, still 19 years old 7-foot wing player who can, you know, do a little bit of everything, pass the ball, score the ball, shoot the ball. Um, So, you know, they're going to want to try to figure out what they got in him this year, or at least get an idea of, um, you know, what they can see going forward. So, um, you know, I think he's one of the most important players along with, you know, um, know, Lou Dort. You know, I think he's a solid player. Um, You know, he's always going to compete. Um, but outside of that, they really, you know, they're really just drawing straws, um, to try to, you know, put together a lineup and, um, and, you know, this, they're really doing their own version of the process here. Um, so, I'm going under. Um, I do like Shea Gillis-Alexander. Um, I don't think he could be your best player and ever really be a true contender. If he's your second best player, I think, you know, very easily could be a contender with them there, um, but I, I really do like his game, and uh, I you know I hope for his sake they either they find him some help soon, otherwise uh, I could see him asking for a trade here two years or something like that. But um, yeah, they got a the long ways to go. Um, hopefully, they can develop some of their young talent. I mean, this roster you know is pretty much everyone's in their you know, either teens to, like, mid-20s, so uh, everyone's got room to grow on the roster, well, including Sigil's Alexander, is only 23 years old. So another developmental year. Um, it'll be a race probably between them to see who has the worst record and, um, and, you know, gets the best chance of that first overall pick next year. So Yeah,
2: uh, I think
1: I'm just banking on the fact that SGA won't, be okay with them just throwing in a towel the whole season that's fair and he's gonna I guess mean, don't suck no matter how hard they try but I am thinking they will try harder while
0: sucking than the Rockets are going to so that's why I'm taking the over that's fair um okay let's let's move on to the T-Wolves another um they won't be necessarily competing They're going to try to compete for the playoffs, you'd think. Um, But that hasn't really worked out for them in years past. So um, their prorated record last year was 26-56. and Offensive rating of 109.3 at 25th in the league. Defensive rating 114.5, 28th in the league. And net rating of negative 5.2 for 26th in the league. Um, They uh, had a few additions uh, and pat bev and torian prince in the offseason they lost ricky rubio jared culver and wancho herman gomez um so lost lost a couple pieces from last year picked up a couple but um the core guys the three best players probably the four best are are still on the team um you know we obviously got Cat, and uh you know Hopefully he can stay healthy, play a full season, especially with all that he's been through. Um, you know, this is, you know, I think his seventh or eighth year this year coming up. So, I mean, he really hasn't done anything meaningful there in Minnesota. Um, and they've made the playoff once since he's been there. i um, have got D'Angelo Russell, who could be a trade candidate. Anthony Edwards, had a great rookie year. Um, so I mean, they, they got a couple decent role players, but um, this organization just is, you know, it's been a stock in the league really ever since they got rid of Kevin Garnett. So they're runners at thirty three and a half. Um, so they're thinking they'll be a little better than last year. Um, you know, there's been rumors around a, a Simmons trade um, with. Uh, the T-Wolves, but I think that's been kind of put to rest here recently. Um, they really don't have much to offer uh, if they don't want to give up Towns and and Edwards. Um, so, you know, this team's going to try to make the playoffs. Do you think, you, they think there's a chance? Because, uh, you know, the West is just deep, um, you know, and and they just haven't. Put it together with his score yet?
1: Yeah, I like. I, our team is also really thin. Like, they don't have seven real NBA players. I mean, you're looking at Josh Kogi and Jared Vanderbilt to round out at seven in a lineup. Uh, I think this team's going to be terrible. I guess. <laughs> if any of their um, three best players is injured or Gonna go way under this over under, and I think uh, to actually like hit this over, they're gonna need like the Benson's trade. To be honest, I I just don't see much of a chance for this team. I think they've just like sunk resources into being quote unquote competitive, but at the end of the day, they're still one of the worst teams in the league, and they're 100% lottery bound, um, probably. Top ten,
0: Canada. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I I don't see this working out. I mean, it just there's no evidence that it will. um, Since Towns has been there, Um, yeah, I am excited to see you know Anthony Edwards progress in the second year. I mean, he he had a great rookie year, and uh, you know he's definitely definitely flashed some brilliance. Um, So, you know. Obviously, that's not their main goal develop him. Their main goal is to win games, but um, D'Angelo Russell outside of the one year and for the Nets really hasn't been a winning player at all in this league, um, and that hasn't worked out like they hoped when they traded for him. Um, so, you know, there's not much to be said here. I mean, I, I don't want to put any confidence in the Timberwolves, being a better team than they were last year when they got the same roster, just because I don't have much faith in this franchise. So uh, I don't think there's much else we need to say here. I mean, it'd be nice if they could compete, you know, for Cat's sake. and um, But I, I don't see, while he's there, this team ever really being more than a fringe playoff hopeful contender, unless they make some real big moves, which I, I don't know that they really have the flexibility to do that right now so um so it might be you know Towns' last season here who knows um wouldn't surprise me if he wanted out um you know if this season doesn't go well or even during the season but um you know another team that's had similar kind of fate the last few years and really since chris weber left um, is the Sacramento Kings. Um, this also could be a Bill Simmons, or sorry, Bill Simmons, Ben Simmons uh, trade target. Um, they also had a pro rated record of 35 and 47 last year, um, an offensive rating of 112.7, uh, 12th in the league, and then their dead last in defensive rating at 116.5. A net rating of negative 3.8, 24th in the league. Um, some key additions, Alex Lynn, Tristan Thompson, and then Donovan Mitchell um, through the draft. I believe he was number eight pick um, who a lot of people liked. He had a great run in the NCAA tournament for Baylor on the way to the national championship. Um, they lost Hassan Whiteside and Delon Wright. So, um, you know, I think this is, you know, pretty much the same team. There's some new faces, but the it's probably a net neutral um, uh, change in talent off the roster and on the roster. So, um, you know, they're over and under. You know, Vegas thinks they're going to be about the same team as last year, 35 and a half. Um, so, um, you know... One question is, will Heald or Bagley be traded? And if so, when? You know, there's been a lot of rumors floating around about them. Heald almost went to the Lakers. And then, you know, how will their new core of guards play together in in Fox, Halliburton, and Mitchell? Um, Will they be playing three-guard lineups um, often? And, you know, how will will that work? Because they'll be awfully small out there.
1: Yeah, so I think this is a better team than it was last year. Replacing any Hassan Whiteside is, is with like a reasonable player is going to net you like uh, some bonus points, uh, maybe a win or two. So I think it is a slightly better team. I think the West is slightly less competitive than it was last year as well. So I think I'm going to take me over here we had our pro-rated record at 35 wins, over under at 35 and a half. I'll take the slight over there. And like you said, there are some pieces that they're going to try to trade um, probably during this season, if they can, in Buddy Heald, just to like free up time for their guards that they think of as the future. But at the same time, this is a team that's still trying to win, doing a very bad job of it over the last decade or decades but um so if they do move field i think it will be for help that can uh, perform immediately so uh i like we said we always think about intentions of these franchises so you know we know rockets and Thunder are not trying to win the kings definitely are i see them as a in-tournament an team and uh, taking me over
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I know it hasn't been that exciting. We pretty much agreed on each one. Um, but, you know, I, De'Aaron Fox made a leap last year. I believe he averaged 25, or 26 a game last year. Uh, so, I mean, he's uh, he's someone to build around. And, uh, you know, his name's actually been thrown out there straight up for um, Ben Simmons. But I don't think Sacramento's willing to make that trade. and And I... You can definitely make a good case why, um, and uh, you know I, I think hopefully Don, Davion Mitchell will you know help um, help the defense out. Uh, he's just a tenacious defender, and and not only just his defensive ability, but also bringing that mindset to the team, like you know to get after people. And uh, I just I don't think they've really ever been committed a hundred percent on the defensive end. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, Tyrese Halliburton had a great rookie year. I uh, want to see how he, um, progresses in his second year. Um, so, you know, they got some decent young pieces on this team. Um, and, you know, like I said, they're, they're trying to win now. So I, I think I'm going to take the over, um, just to go, you know, they had some really long losing streaks last year. I think they had two games of over nine. Or two different streaks of over nine game losing streaks. So, you know, if they can avoid that next year or this coming year, um, yeah, I think they can get you know at least one game better than they were um, last year. So, um, we're both taking the over there. Um, I, I'm mostly putting that on De'Aaron Fox and you know Tyrese Halliburton to get them there. Who, who knows what some of the other pieces will look like by the end of the year? But I mean, Rashawn Holmes is a good piece at center too. So. Um, so they got they have a decent starting lineup. Once again, they're not, not quite as deep as you'd like, but um, you know they're a fun team to watch. Um, so uh, I'm I'm pulling for I'm going for the over. So um, another team that also finished forty seven next year or last year was um, the Pelicans. Uh, they, you know, didn't meet expectations. They were hoping to compete for a playoff spot, and they're hoping to do that again. Um, they fired their coach, um, Stan Van Gundy, after one year who just didn't connect with the players um, really at all. And, uh, you know, he's supposed to be a defensive coach, and they finished with 113.3 defensive rating, 23rd in the league. Um, they finished with an offensive rating at 113 for... 11th in the league and finished a negative 0.3 net rating for 18th in the league. So, um, they obviously made some deals in the off season and had some, um, uh, movement in terms of players. Um, they added Devonte Graham from the Hornets, Jonas Valanciunas, um, he's taken the place of Steve Adams, Stephen Adams. Um, they got Thomas... Sadoransky and Garrett Temple from the Bulls, part of the the Ball sign-and-trade. Um, so they obviously lost Monza Ball, Steven Adams, as we mentioned, Eric Bledsoe was part of that balance deal, and uh, James Johnson, uh, who was a good role player for them. So, uh, a lot of movement, uh, you know, I think balance units is upgrade over Adams. Um, losing ball. Um, I, I didn't think, you know, I don't think they wanted to do that, but, you know, weren't willing to pay him what he really was worth. And so, you know, that that's going to be a tough loss for them. Um, they uh, they really don't have, a you know, I guess they're going to rely on Kira, Kira Lewis to really take over some of the point guard duties this year, who showed some flashes last year, but um, they don't really have a point guard that I'm, all that confident in to really give you good, solid minutes. Um, also, you know, it came out on an immediate day that Zion had foot surgery over the offseason, uh, which I don't think anyone knew about. Um, they're hoping he'll be ready for the start of the season. Um, but, you know, it's just another injury on the long list that Zion's had in his first, you know, this will be his third year. So they're over and under, is 39 and a 39.5, so they, you know, that... Vegas really projection to be right on the line for the uh, playing game. Um, so I mean, really, the question is: Can Zion take this team to another level? And can they commit on the defensive end? And can Zion stay healthy? So um, those are really the questions because um, they do have some young talent on the roster. So what do you think? Can Can this team uh, make the leap that you know? David Griffin's been hoping ever since they got Zion. Yeah, so I think Vegas is baking in just some improvement from coaching, I think.
1: Like you said, Sam and Gundy never really connected with this team. And I wonder if they're making an improvement just from players trying harder for a coach that they respect more. I don't think the team got better. In the offseason, losing Lonzo and replacing him with Devontae Graham, I think is a pretty clear downgrade. And I I would be extremely disappointed if that was my team making those moves. Um, You know, we'll see better fit having Valentunas instead of Stephen Adams, along with uh, Zion, but that also. Relies on Zion being on the court, which having the surgery already this off season, I don't think you can count on him for two games for sure, and you know maybe he plays hopefully three quarters
2: of the game. And uh, I, this is a team that's trying to win, but I, I think it's a worse team than
0: it was last season, and I think they're again going to be missing the playoffs. And I'm gonna take the under here. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you, the under. I mean, Zion, you know, as good as he is and as dominant as he can be, um, can't seem to stay healthy and, you know, someone that big having surgery on their foot, um, the likelihood of them having, you know, conflict with that down the line or any impact um, is pretty high, probably. Um, you know, he weighs just under 300 pounds, like 290 or so, and not being on your foot for most of the offseason he obviously couldn't work on his game all that much either so um i, I don't like that like you said the Devonte graham replacing Lonzo ball i mean he's not really even a point guard per se um he's more of a shooter um so i i don't like that um trade either not that they were traded but that swap um in the lineup um you know, I, I like they brought back Josh Hart. I think he's one of the best role players in the league. Um, so, you know, he he plays harder than, you know... You know, we were talking about how they didn't really play hard for Stan Gundy. I don't know that he was necessarily playing for Stan Gundy, but he played his ass off every game. And, uh, and really, you know, did the little things they needed. Um, provided scoring when he needed to. Rebounded, you know, from the shooting guard position, um, diving on the floor, getting loose balls, playing defense, you know, he he did all that stuff that a lot of these players and and Brandon Ingram and Zion, you know, generally don't do. I mean, Zion, you know, he averaged, you know, uh, you know, just under, just over seven rebounds a game last year, which I think is a little disappointing when you have that athleticism and that body. Like there's not anyone in the league he shouldn't be able to box out And he should be able to jump higher than anyone in the league. So I think he should be getting at least 10 rebounds a game. Um, That hasn't happened. I mean, I guess Steven Adams steals some of your rebounds. um, Because he's he's in the same boat, not necessarily with the jumping ability, but he can box anyone out in the league as strong as he is. But, um, you know, they got a couple younger guys I'd like to see this year too. I mean, um, my boy from Virginia Tech, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. he showed some flashes last year. I believe he had a 38 point game. Um, you know, so he'll at shooting guard slash point guard. He'll, he'll definitely get some time around the point um, this year with loss of Lonzo. Um, you know, part of the problem with him is he really didn't get consistent minutes. You know, he it seemed like he fell in and out of favor with Stam and Gundy. So if he gets some consistent minutes, I think he can be more of a consistent player and, and provide some scoring for them whether it's off the bench or as a starter. Um, I I do like the addition of your boy from Virginia, Trey Murphy. Um, You know, I think he's a player that can come in right away and provide you some good minutes. Um, He's, you know, your prototypical 3 and D guy at 6'8". Can really shoot the ball. Um, Comes from the Tony Bennett system at UVA where defense is first. So, um, you know... Hopefully, you know, that all translates to the NBA and, um, you know, so they they do have some pieces, obviously building around Zion, if you know, you can get him to stay healthy is a great idea and, um, you know, everyone's still concerned whether or not he's going to sign the max extension, which no one has ever turned down after their rookie year. Um, So they obviously need the season to go well for that to happen the way they wanted to. Um, So... You know they got they got a lot of riding on this season, um, and uh, you know we'll see how it goes. I mean, we haven't even talked about Brandon Ingram. I mean, he's a very solid player. Um, you know, borderline um, All Star player. So you know they they have pieces, but I just don't like the way this organization's been going the last couple of years, and that's really part of the reason why I'm taking the under. Um, not necessarily because they don't have talent, because they they definitely do. Um, So, we both think, you know, the Pelicans are missing the playoffs and and aren't going to reach 39.5 wins, so um, let's see if we can get a disagreement on the next one, Um, which is the Spurs, um, which um, you know, this isn't your Tony Tony Parker and Tim Duncan Spurs anymore. It's, It's hard to recognize some of the bases on the roster, you know, um, they, had, they had a lot of turnover in the regular, or in the offseason. So they finished at 38-44 uh, with last year offensive rating of 110.5, 19th in the league, 112 defensive rating, 17th in the league, and uh, a net rating of a negative 1.5, 21st in the league. So, um, you know, they had quite a few additions. Um, all should be you know, can be pretty good role players, but none of them will be that impactful, which is, you know, it's one thing they're lacking as a real star on this team. So they added Zach Collins, Brent Forbes, Al Camino, Dougie Buckets, Thad Young, um, who is a great, great veteran presence to have on the team um, and can do a little bit of everything. Um, they lost DeMar DeRozan to the Bulls. Um, Rudy Gay to, this, to the Jazz, and Patty Mills to the Nets. So, I mean, those are all important pieces to their team. Obviously, De- DeRozan was the best player on this team last year. He had one of his best years, actually, especially as a playmaker. Um, so they're going to have to replace that um, really by committee since they didn't pick up anyone else, to just fill in for him. Um, Zach Collins, you'll, you'll be shocked to hear this, will not be ready for the beginning of the year with a foot injury. So um, starting out his Spurs tenure as he ended his Blazers tenure with uh, injury issues. So um, they're over under. Uh, Vegas, obviously, pr- projection to be pretty uh, pretty significantly worse than last year, about a nine-win difference at 29.5. So, you know, my question is, you know, the Pop Popovich error in terms of the glory days is definitely over but you know how much longer is he going to stay around to coach middling NBA teams at best because um, this this roster you know leaves a lot to be desired
1: yeah I the roster itself brings me you know no um, happiness to look at yeah, I think it's pretty rough I just like like you said pop is not going to coach a team that is actively trying to lose. He's always going to put in his best effort to get a winner out of this. So that's where I see their wins really coming from is just like pure willpower power from Pop's perspective rather than having a lot of faith in any of the players on the team itself. But losing to Roseanne hurts. Um, I did, uh, like, picking uh, up Fab Young, I think is a underrated move by them. I thought that was a great pickup on their part. If they were going to get rid of DeRozan, you know, getting Fab Young back and an asset in the first round pick, I think, from the Bulls, I thought was a great move.
2: And I think Fab Young is going to be impactful even,
1: you know, he's – getting up there in age, but uh, everything we've heard about him is that he's a you know, great teammate, really one of those glue guys that tries to pull things together. But like you said, losing DeRozan, Patty Mills, I think it's going to be pretty killer for this team. So we should expect uh, quite a bit of uh, retraction from the team in terms of wins. Uh, nine wins is a lot. Uh, wins. I'm going to take the over just because I think the the number is set really low. I don't think this team is going to be good, but I think they're going to be in that low thirty win team.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, like you said, that's a lot of a lot of variance between one season and the next. If you know, well, yeah, they lost their best player, but the rest of the roster is intact. Some of these guys have been playing together for a while and you have, you know, arguably one of the best coaches of all time, uh, who, like you said, isn't going to ever tank. He just won't be a part of that. He'll retire before that happens. Um, So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take the under. Um, I don't really feel all that confident about it. It's, it's a soft under, you know, 28, 29 wins. Um, I I just don't see where they get a scoring from. Um, You know, John Murray and Derek White are probably the two best players at guard. And, you know, none of them are elite scorers. Um, I don't know how well they pair together um, in the backcourt anyways. Um, you know, I, I do like, um, you know, Kelvin Johnson, I think, will have a good year. Um, he, he showed some flashes last year. I mean, he, he just plays hard. Um, he's a great rebounder for his size. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think he'll have some impact this year. I'm also looking to see what we can get out of Devin Vassell, um, four state guy being his second year, you know, three and D guy. Um, mean he's got a little more to his game than just that. Um, he can take you off the bounce, um, and whatnot too. So, you know, they, they have some decent young pieces, um, and, and Primo has been great in, um, uh, you know, Josh Primo, their their first round draft pick has been great in the preseason and and also summer league. So, you know, you know everyone questioned that pick when they took it, including myself. But, um, you know, we always, you always wonder with the Spurs, you know, do they know something we don't? And a lot of times they do. So, um, you know, they'll also be looking to see if Lonnie Walker can break out some this year. I mean, he's one of the most talented athletic players in the league um, but hasn't been able to quite put it all together yet so I think he'll see some more time and uh, and get more opportunity and they really want to see what they have in him and if it's worth continuing to invest in him so um, you yeah, know it's, it's kind of sad to see a Spurs roster like this um, you know, I was never necessarily a fan of the Spurs but I, I love the way they played back in the day and, you know, always respected Tim Duncan and Popovich and Parker and Ginobili one of my favorite players of all time. Um, and, you know, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Zach Lowe this week and he had Chase Serrano on, who's a diehard um, Spurs fan, and they were talking about the glory days of the Spurs and, you know, it really, they really had some good moments and great teams and I honestly think the 2014 Spurs were the best team I've ever seen. Not necessarily the most dominant team, but like in terms of like playing together as a cohesive unit, I I don't think I've ever seen basketball quite like that. The way they move the ball around and their their off ball movement and the ball movement and, you know, passing up a good shot to get a great shot. So, you know, it's sad to see that go, um, you know, there's no remnants of that left. Um, Patty Mills was the last one, part of those teams. Um, so, you know, it's a new era for the Spurs. Um, and just, you know, Pop is 72. You wonder how much longer he's going to do this. Um, yeah, I think he still enjoys it, but, you know, it just, it can't be the same for him when he's been competing for a championship for 15 straight years, you know, with Tim Duncan, you know, going to a team that you're, hoping you get a shot at the playoffs in the playing game. So, um, it's definitely a different era for the Spurs. Um, you know, they put together a decent roster for what, what they could losing Rosen, uh, the Rosen, but, um, I, I think they're going to go under, um, and, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I think either way they're going to be right around that mark. I It was tough to decide between over and under for me, but, um, team kind of going in a different direction is the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, uh, you know, they were 43 and 39 with a pro rated record last year at offensive rating of 111.7 defensive rating, 110.5 at seventh in the league net rating of 1.2 14th in the league. So they they're busy this off season. Um, uh, they, uh, they added Steven Adams in the trade with the Pelicans. Um, uh, Jared Culver, Chris Dunn, Carson Edwards, Zaire Williams in the draft, and Wancho herner Um So a lot of a lot of additions, you know, some of those players will definitely contribute this year. Um, you know, they, they had, had several key losses. Um, you know, as we talked about, who, you know, we said, you know, I guess, I guess the Grizzlies got a first-round pick in the trade. So, you know, maybe they won the trade, but they definitely lost the exchange between Adams and Valachunas. They also lost Grayson Allen coming off his best season um, yet. Um, So, you know, it'll be tough to replace some of his minutes. They lost Justin Winslow, who really never panned out for him and really still hasn't. Um, You know, he had uh, a couple years back, he had a nice couple month run where he's actually healthy with the heat, but otherwise really hasn't performed. So... Um, you know, they probably weren't too sad to part ways with him. Um, so over and under is at 41 and a half. So right around last year's team, um, you know, really the question, you know, they've, they've had some success in the regular season, um, relatively with this young group. Um, I think they'll continue to compete. Um, but you know at some point they're going to want to make the next step and, you know, be a contender, uh, which I think they have a de- decent ways to go to make that happen. Um, really, the question is, can Ja Morant be your best player if you want to be a contender like they're hoping to be? Yeah, so the roster makeup overall, like you said, trading Stephen Adams for Jonas felm Tutus I think that's a downgrade. Uh,
1: and also, I think Losing Grayson Allen will hurt the depth a little bit, but what you're banking on if you're the Grizzlies is that you're getting a ton of development from your core players. Uh, we have Dylan Brooks, John Morant, Jerry Jackson Jr., Anthony Milton, Tyus Jones, all 25 or under, so you can expect a step forward from all of them. For sure. And uh, you know, Stephen Adams, as like, poorly he fit in New Orleans, I think he'll fit better with this team, with John Morant running pick and roll, more spacing on this team. You know, he's not going to be running into Zion like he was in New Orleans. So maybe there's a better fit for him here as well. I think this team is... Probably, they haven't taken a step forward um, this offseason. Definitely, it was more about acquiring assets,
2: taking flyers on some recent first-round picks that didn't
1: work out in Culver and Dunn. So, I, I would say this team is not the best this offseason in terms of roster makeup, but I think development, you're hoping that they can, again, be an average team. Essentially, you know, they are 14th in their rating last year. You're hoping they'll be about the same this year, and they'll put you uh, just over or over under
2: a 41 and a half. So I'm taking the over.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, I think Vegas, you know, had this line pretty, pretty accurate because I've been struggling, you know, to go one way or the other. Um you know, um, at 43 wins last year, you lose Valanchunas and Allen. I mean, those are key pieces to your team. And you did something to replace them. Um, I, you're not going to get the full um, full value back from that. I mean, you, you didn't have Darren Jackson Jr. last year, um, at least for most of the year. Um, very talented young player. Um, like you said, his fit is a lot better with Steven Adams than Zion Williamson, so um, he, he can step out and play outside and shoot three. Um, you know, at six eleven, um, is one of the best um, perimeter shooters for big men in the NBA. Um, you know, they they do have some depth on the roster, um, not quite as much as they'd hope. That's you know, going to be real solid. I think that Desmond Bain can give him more minutes this year. Um, they, like you said, they have some flyers on Jared Culver, Chris Dunn, you know, they know he can play defense. Um, what else he can give you is, is still up for debate. Um, Zaire Williams out of Stanford is a pretty raw player. I don't think they're going to get too much out of him. Um, this year, um, he's super talented though. Um, was one of the highest rated recruits in his high school class. So, um, they might've got a steal in the draft a couple of years down the road, um, with him. But, you know, I, I think I'm going to go over as well, just slightly, um, with the, in getting, um, Jared Jackson Jr. Back, hopefully for a full year. I mean, I think that makes a big difference. He was, um, really starting to come into the zone the prior year. And, uh, and I think he'll make a big impact and, and I, you know, jaw, I think will just continue to get better. Um, so, um, slide over, I think they're probably still on the play Um, but you know, this team's just feisty. They, they seem to always do a little better than you'd think. Um, the last couple of years, I mean, when you got players like Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson, that are just going to compete and and make life difficult for you. Um, you know, that helps, um, you know, bring a winning attitude to the team as well. So, um, you know, just a slide over. I think we're both in the same boat there. Um, you know, playing game is, is most likely for them. Um, so our next team, the Warriors, um, obviously, um, they were without Clay Thompson last year. So their pro-rated record was 44 and 38, really carried by Steph Curry. Um, I, I found this interesting when I looked at this. Their offensive rating was twentieth in the league at one hundred and ten point five. Defensive rating was one hundred nine point four, fifths in the league uh, for net rating of one point one at fifteen. So, um, so they still have you know the anchor of that defense that they had um, during their playoff runs and title runs um, of Draymond Green and you know um, and the scheme that um, Steve Kerr runs. And so um, they still have the defense. If they can play defense at that level, I I think their offense is going to be quite a bit better than it was last year. I mean, Clay is due back in December, most likely, from his Achilles. Um, We'll have to see what he's like. Um, I think even if he's not 100%, he can still be pretty effective with his game. Um, Wiseman is also... um, Looks like he's going to miss... The uh, beginning of the season, um, which is not how you want his season to start after his struggles in his rookie year. Um, you want him to get every opportunity to be healthy and get minutes, but um, so they'll be down a couple of players to start the season. Obviously, Clay is a big, um, big loss um, for even a couple months. Wiseman, you know, obviously they can get through that. Um, I don't think it'll be more than a few weeks that so they're without him. Um, you know, they, they definitely made some moves this offseason. Added Bielitsa, um, Iggy, Otto Porter Jr., and then they picked up with their two lottery picks, uh, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Um, they lost Kim Bazemore, Kelly Oubre, and Eric Paschal. So um, so they lost a little bit, and Oubre really didn't find it for them last year. They were hoping more out of him. Eric Pascoe was always a solid player for them coming off the bench. Um, So they got the over under. Vegas does at 40.5. So, can, you know, when they get Clay back, can can Steph Clay and and Draymond bring this team back to a uh, contender like they did, you know, for so long um, before the injury and some of the acquisition or losses they had in Kevin Durant? Yeah, so I think with the way the West is right now, it's pretty open. You'd
2: probably put the Lakers as your favorite, but with the injuries to the other top teams, I think it's pretty wide open,
1: and I think this team could, maybe a low percent chance, but could be the best team in the West. Just because you are counting on Steph Clay and Draymond bringing it back again. And I also think this team is set up for a big trade. They have the contract and Andrew Wiggins and they have the assets in their recent first round picks from the last two years. So I could see them making a move if this team starts out good enough and they think they can go all in for a title this year. I think they're going to make that move. So I'm taking the over. I think they're in the 50s for wins this season, led by uh, Steph. And then hopefully we're getting Clay somewhat back to what we last saw. I mean, that was two years ago at this point, right? So, yeah. Been a while. Uh, I mean, we're all hoping to see him back at
0: the same level. Probably won't get all the way back there, but hopefully we can see something like 90% of Clay. And that's still, like, Pretty Most good player. Star level yeah. player, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Um, I I just like one thing we lose in the NBA nowadays with all the player movement um, is players getting to really know how to play with each other. Uh, and the group of the three—Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green—know how to play with each other better than any three teammates in the league um you know we were talking about the Spurs being so successful and that's part of the reason they were is because they had Parker Ginobili and Duncan together for so long so I think that will really um you know bode well for them having all three of them back on the court um the last time you know they all played a regular season together they won 73 games um Without you know they didn't without Kevin Durant so you know they can obviously get it done they've all gotten a little older Draymond's not the same offensive player he used to be he still plays defense at just about a high level as anyone on that end um, they're all in their 30s now um, but Seth had as good a season last year as he did in both of his MVP seasons so I, I don't think um, age has caught up to him yet you know like you said we got to see about Clay Thompson, but you know, I I think he'll be he'll come back, you know, probably ninety percent of the way, I, um, and still be a very good player. And um, you know, everyone's rooting for him. I mean, he's probably got the highest Q rating of any player in the league. Um, and then uh, you know, Wiggins has turned into a solid player. Um, it's you know, he gets such a bad rap, and I think it's all because he makes so much money. You, you know, getting paid just under $32 million this year. So, you know, if he was making $15 million, I would be like, wow, he's a great player, right? Like, it's not that his game sucks, it's just that he's, he got a bigger contract than he should have at the time. Uh, at the time, it didn't look like that great of a contract, and, you know, it hasn't necessarily aged well either, but, you know, if he's your fourth best player, like, you know, you can contend for a title um, the way he plays defense and, Um, he's become a more disciplined offensive player as well. And, um, can play off the ball when Steph's got it in his hands, like he's gonna most of the time. So I'm not sure what to expect out of their rookies this year. I'd say Moses Moody is, is more likely to provide, um, some impact this year. Jonathan Comiga is very raw. He's going to be one of the most athletic players in this league for a while. Um, but, you know, they're both, Kaminga's 18, Moody's 19, so um, can't expect too much from him. I was thinking they would draft maybe an older player, at least one in the draft, to have someone that can contribute right away, but, um, you know, they they tend to know how to draft. They found um, Jermon Green in the second round, so who am I to say that are wrong? But, uh, yeah, I think I'm looking forward to, Jordan Poole this year, I think he can step in while Clay Thompson's out, and obviously he had a great end to last season, and you know he's not gonna be Clay Thompson, but he can do a good enough impersonation that you're not gonna get killed um, during that time. So you know, I I just put trust in you know the Kerr, Curry Thompson Green that they'll figure it out, and like you said, the West is down a little bit at the top this year with some of the injuries, so. Um, It opens up, you know, a spot for them, you know, closer to the top of the league. So, um, you know, another team here, the Blazers, um, they are, um, you know, trying to figure out if Dame and CJ are going to work together still. Um, I feel like they've been playing this game for five years now. Um, Last year, they had a prorated record of 48 and 34. Offensive rating was second in the league at 117.1. Defensive rating was 115.3. 29th in the league, um, which is, you know, there's not a more drastic change in offense and defense in the league than them. Um, so hopefully they can figure out something on the defensive end this year. Um, you know, um, some of the additions they had, um, Ben McElmore, Tony, Tony Snell, Cody Zeller, and Larry Nance Jr. Who I like that pickup for them. Um, they lost Mello, Zach Collins, who was hurt, you know, pretty much all the last two years. Um, Derek Jones, um, athletic wing. Um, I saw some playing time, but didn't contribute significantly. And then Inis Cantor, who, you know, contributed that 29th in the league, defensive net rating. Um, or defensive rating, but, uh, you know, he can always get you a bucket on the post too, so he, you know, they'll miss him at times, other times they'll be thankful they didn't have him. Um, They're over and under set at 45 and a half, Um, and, you know, so a few games worse than last year. Um, The the question is, is this going to be the team that finishes the year? Um, There's been rumors about Dame, getting traded and CJ getting traded. So, you know, that that causes some hesitation when I try to pick this over and under. So what are your thoughts, Brownlee? Yeah, I think that's uh, by far the biggest question hanging over this team is what is it going to look like after the trade deadline? I think how it looks right now
1: is theoretically a better team than it was before. On you know, our last podcast, I was giving praise on Larry Nance, and I think it was a great pickup by them to get into that trade and pick him up as a part of that Cleveland and uh, Chicago trade. So, big fan of him. Um, like you said, losing
2: Dennis Kaner, I don't think it's a big deal. And uh, you know, picking up Cody Diller isn't a big
1: deal either, but those yeah, will probably wipe themselves out mellows on his last legs as well um you know, it'll be i think it'll be fun to see him play on the lakers but i don't think he was really um providing too much to the blazers despite how many minutes he played last season i think that was kind of out of desperation more than anything else so you know, you'll get uh several in for him um, and hopefully they'll be able to step up but like you said, the biggest question is is Dame or CJ getting traded Or maybe not is, are they getting traded but when will one of them getting tra- get traded who will it be and who will it be for uh, but I think this team is better than it was last season I think they're going to keep Dame and if one of them gets traded it's going to be CJ maybe
2: for Vincent Simmons we'll see uh, where that goes, I'm gonna take the over. Okay,
0: yeah, I mean that like when you got Dame, roll him out there. it Doesn't really matter who your other four guys in the starting lineup are to a certain degree. You're gonna he's gonna give you you know at least a 500 record. So, um, you know that that's a safe bet. Um, but like they don't have much depth, which concerns me. Which has been especially on the wing. That's been um, their Achilles heel for the last, you know, five years probably, maybe not quite that long, but you know they they got a good starting five and and Lillard McCollum Powell Covington or Nance depending on who you want to go with there and then Nurkic, um, but you know their their bench is is not very strong, um, you know Anthony Simons coming off at of guard position Ben Mclemore. Tony Snell, Cody Zeller, as we talked about. So, you know, none of those guys really do it for me um, as, you know, a significant upgrade. Um, And and I am pretty concerned about a trade um, during the season, which uh, I don't know, you know, I I assume they would try to get a trade that they can win now with. they're not going to try to go and get a bunch of picks. I don't think that's the direction they're looking to go. But I think either way, I mean, uh, it will mess up some of the chemistry that whether it's McCollum or Lillard that gets traded. Um, they, uh, they've they been playing together so long. You know, they have great chemistry, kind of like we were talking about with the Warriors. So, um, you know, I think that could have a big impact. So I'm going to take the under um, because I don't think this is the roster we're going to see at the end of the year. Um, if I knew for a fact that, you know, they weren't going to trade in their big pieces, I I would take the over, but um, I'm not confident in that happening. And, uh, you know, if the season doesn't get off to a good start, you know, Dame might request a trade and it might get ugly there too. So um, there could be some drama around this team that impact that. So um, the Lakers, the, the team with the highest over under in the league, or at least in the Western Conference, you know, finished at 48 and 34. Obviously had some injury concerns last year. Their offensive rating was 24th in the league at 109.8. Defensive rating at 106.8, which was first in the league and a net rating of three for eighth in the league. Um, they had the most um, player movement of any team in the league. Um, they added Mello, Ariza. Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, and Rondo. Um, and they lost KPC, KCP, Crusoe, Andre Drummond, Marcus Harold, Harrell, Kuzma, Markeith Morris, Dennis Schroeder. So they have pretty much an entire new team. Um, they don't have really any holdovers from their championship team, aside from um LeBron and A D um from two years ago. I guess Rondo's back on the team. Um so, you know, we'll have to see how they gel together. Obviously, you know, they got some talent on the roster. Probably the oldest roster in the league. Um, so um, you know, their over unders at fifty three and a half. You know, I wondered when they made the trade for Westbrook, are are they better off? I don't think many people thought that. They just assumed they're better because they got the best player in the trade, but they gave up three significant pieces for last year. team to get them, so you know. What do you, What do you think, Brownlee? I mean, you you obviously have some thoughts on that trade, considering it was with your favorite team. Yeah,
1: so I think their trade was. Maybe we can get the second half. Russ rather than the first half of the 2021 season Russ because the second half the Russ experience as a fan was exciting like that team was a lot of fun to watch he was playing at a high all-star maybe all-NBA level and I from a Lakers perspective giving up the assets like you said um, they're hoping that that's the player that they're getting and that they can make it work between Russ, LeBron and a center you know that's not a lot of spacing that's going to be provided Um, so I guess they're just banking on LeBron like computer like brain just like breaking down um, the defensive matchups that they have and hoping that Russ can be more deferential and actually contribute when he is deferential, but Russell is a player that when he doesn't have the ball is not really providing any value to you. And taking the ball out of LeBron James's hands is almost never the right answer. So I agree, I I don't think that trade really made them better. Um, I think they did do well in the other editions given the assets they had. But you know, getting um, Lake Monk, Kendrick Nun on like the like a small uh, mid level and the um, minimum, I think those were great pickups, and can hopefully provide uh some depth for them but they're losing some good defensive pieces that led to their uh number one defensive team last year in kcp crusoe uh kuzma ended up turning into a pretty good defensive player um which was quite a development for him coming out of college so i think the defense is going to slip but you're just basically banking on getting healthy seasons from LeBron and Davis and then Russell carrying you in the, the regular season. I am still going to take the under here, though. I think this is around the QN team. Um, I don't think any team in the West is really going to you know, run away with this.
0: Okay, well, finally uh, disagree on one here. So I'm going to take the o- over. Um, you know, I like I said, I, I wasn't sure that the Lakers won the Russell Westbrook trade, um, and I'm, I'm still not sure of that. I mean, I think the way I look at it is with Russ, they'll be a better regular season team, but I don't think they'll be a better playoff team. Um, you know, Russ. You know, and like really like the difference between having a big two and a big three I don't know if you want to quite call him a big three because Russ isn't on the same level he used to be but it gives you um, like Russ can make up for a Davis or LeBron injury um, and kind of carry the load for a couple weeks uh, where you don't have like LeBron and Anthony Davis would have trouble when one of them were down because they didn't have an extra star next to him so I think that will help them in the regular season. Um, you know, like they it, like you said, they don't have much shooting. I mean, I think Wayne Ellington's is going to get some minutes on this team with um, his shooting ability. Um, Malik Monk will obviously get out there. Kendrick Nunn can shoot a little bit. Um, Rondo will probably play. I don't know depends on if they want to start Rondo or Nunn, but, you know, Rondo's just a smart player. Um, and... Uh, So, you know, they they have talent. A lot of it's aging talent. But, um, you know, I I think, you know, one thing that scares me about taking the over is they don't really care where they finish in the regular season. They're they're playing for the playoffs. That's the only thing that matters to them. Um, So I I could see them, you know, finishing just under because of that. But, um, you know, if, if things go right for them, uh, yeah, I, I think they they finish you know around fifty five wins. Um, you know, not having quite as strong at, at the top of the Western Conference, I think they can get a couple more wins in those games that would be toss ups. Um, I think might be the difference here. So, you know, it'll be exciting to see what they have. I mean, what they do this year, um, just because of you know all the star power they have on this team. I mean, they have you know five Hall of Famers. Maybe six if uh, Rondo gets in, which I think he probably will. So, I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened on one team. Um, So, none of them are necessarily in the prime except Anthony Davis. I think LeBron finally, his 12-year prime ended. (laughs) But, uh, you know, he's still obviously one of the best players in the league. So, um, this team is is uh, built for the regular season, I think. And then, you know, you obviously got LeBron and, and Davis. I, I don't know how much Russ is going to contribute in the playoffs, but uh, I'm going to go over in the regular season for him. So our next team, um, the Mavs, uh, had a pro-rated record of 48-34 last year. They were 8th in offensive rating, largely due to Luka Doncic uh, at 114.6. Defensive rating was 112.3, 21st in the league for a 2.3 net rating, 10th in the league. So, you know, they, they it didn't, didn't have too much movement on this team, on this roster. Um, you'd think they would try to get some pieces in place to help out Doncic maybe a little more than they did. I think some of these pieces do help. Um, they added Sterling Brown, um, Reggie Bullock, um, who I think is going to be... Uh, Pretty significant ad for them, and then Moses Brown, who um, can help. Um, you know, he's a great rebounder, plays hard, young guy. Um, you know, so you know they're they haven't really stayed healthy yet at the um, center position the last few years. So you know, he could end up playing a crucial role down the line. Um, they lost Josh Richardson, which you know Madison will probably tell you that. That's not much of a loss. And another loss that they had, um, which really isn't much of a loss because he barely played with them, is J.J. Redick, who retired in the offseason. Um, so Vegas thinks this team is, you know, kind of like I was just proposing, is about the same as last year. Um, so they put their over and under at 47 and a half. Um, So the real question I think is, you know, does Luca, you know, have enough help to make this team a contender and, you know, they it really haven't he hasn't quite had that help and it's been obvious in the playoffs the last couple years. Yeah, I you know, I I don't think they did a lot to improve the team,
1: but I think you have Luca, who is turning twenty-three this season um, and
2: is already one of the best players in the NBA, he's going to take a step forward. Um, the just
1: demand that they are putting on him from a roster perspective in terms of playmaking means he's going to have the ball in his hand all the time, which is honestly what you want. And they're going to be a really good team. I. I'm actually going to say they might be the best
0: West team in the regular season. Oh, wow. We'll see what happens. Like, both, like you said, Lakers are it. Lakers are probably the better team, almost definitely the better team. But
1: they are not really going to care, like you said, where they finish during the regular season. I think this Mads team is going to care where they finish. They're going to want to win as many games as they can. Uh, and they're going to be chasing for that one seed in the West. Uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to hammer it. Um, I think they're going to hope Kristaps can play well. Um, and
2: if he does, that's great. If he doesn't, maybe they can trade him and get something else instead but I think they're really kind of just banking on him being there and being more healthy but what this
1: team is really about is Luca and how far he can take them
0: um I think he can take them very far obviously yeah no I I mean Luca is amazing um his first three years rank up against any player of all time including LeBron James um and, I mean, we, we've seen the playoffs that he has the stones to uh, to live up to the biggest moments and the hype that he's had around him. So, I think having him is almost worth, you know, 45 wins itself. Uh, you know, I, I thought it was great they brought back Tim Hardaway Jr. In, a, in an article I wrote after they got uh, bounced in the playoffs, I suggested, you know, they wouldn't be able to bring back Tim Hardaway Jr. and as a consolation prize, they signed Reggie Bullock, um, which they have both of them now. So, um, I think they're, they're pretty similar players. Bullock brings, uh, some more defense. Um, both great shooters. Tim Hardaway is a little more of an all around scorer. Uh, so, I mean, I think that that's some help right there. Dorian Finney Smith is just a great glue guy for that team. Just plays hard, cover the best guy every night. Um, hit some big shots in the playoffs um, down the stretch of games. And Jalen Brunson's a great backup point guard. So, I mean, they do have some good pieces. The problem is it really comes down to Porzingis and um, to really make that next leap. Because, you know, no matter how good Luke is, like very hard to do it by yourself without another, another star. I mean, the last player to really do it was on this Mavs team and Dirk Nowitzki. Um, but they had a great team around him that every part made sense. I don't think this team's quite there. Um, so, I mean, I, I think I think they can get more out of Porzingis than they did last year. I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star player again. Um, but, you know, I, you know if he can stay relatively healthy um, and just... Just know his role. I think you know he, he he's one of the worst post players in the league. Uh, if you look by points per possession, um, so you know, just know know where your know where your strengths are, know where your weaknesses are, and and don't try to do too much. Uh, and I think he can t- contribute in a meaningful way, um, not as meaningful as they obviously intended when they brought him over. Um, so I mean, I think. Getting some more out of him this year makes a big difference. Um, Takes some weight off Lucas' shoulders. um, And, you know, I think he's just going to continue to get better. I mean, he's still only 22 right now, so, you know, league history tells you that he's got another four or five years, till he's really in his prime, which is unbelievable to think about. Um, I think um, he's going to go down as maybe one of the 10 best players of all time if he stays on this trajectory without any injuries. Um, So, you know, we both are pretty bullish. I'm not quite as bullish as you. Um, I think a lot of things would have to go right for them to be the one seed. Um, Not saying it's impossible, but um, I would never bet against Luka for really anything. So um, that's why I'm taking the over. Uh, So our next team, um, the Clippers, 54 and 30, or 28 pro rated record last year. Um, they were third in offensive rating at 116.7 and defensive rating at 110.6. They were eighth. Net rating was second in the league at 6.1. Um, only trailed the Jazz, which had they trailed by a wide margin. Um, key additions Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, who they got through the draft, and Eric Bledsoe via trade, um, they lost Pat Beverly and, and Ronda. So two, two guards that provide, you know, different skill sets for you. Um, but aren't completely significant losses at this point in their careers. Um, obviously, you know, Kawhi towards ACL, didn't have surgery until July. Um, it's, it's been reported that he's ahead of schedule, um, but that schedule, you know, 10 months maybe is generally about right. You know, that puts you into May. And, uh, you know, that's right smack dab in the playoffs. You know, so this team has to hold it down for the regular season to put them in that position to begin with. Um, so they're over under losses are 44 and a half. Um, so do you think Paul George and company can really put this team in a position to hopefully get Kawhi back and potentially make a run at another title this year.
1: Yeah, so hopefully Kawhi can join them for the playoffs, but I think we can both uh, agree that he's not going to be contributing at all to the regular season, so being a regular season exercise, we can basically
2: cross him off. Um, I loved seeing the Reggie
1: Jackson redemption story last season. I thought that was fun to see, but I at the same time think he played above his actual talent level. So I don't think we're gonna see the same level of play from him. And then I mean this roster overall,
2: I think you could say it's significantly worse without Kawhi, yeah. even
1: if Kawhi is on it. I don't know that they're any better than they were last season. Um, so all that to say, they're going to be in the plan, is my guess. You know, Maybe they're in the top eight seeds, but I, they're going to be uh, part of that pre-first round exercise. Um, that'll put them probably slightly over a 500 team. So I think The over-under is set pretty well. I'm going to put them slightly under at, like, 40 or wins, probably. So, um, I'm not a huge believer. I think they're going to be in the play-in. I honestly don't even think Wyatt's going to join them for the playoffs. So,
0: I am pretty negative on this team. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime you lose someone with uh, his stature in the league, I mean, you're it doesn't matter if you have a second star like Paul George, who actually stepped up and really played well in his absence in the playoffs, and this whole team did. Um, to be honest, um, you know I thought they would just go down without a fight, but they definitely didn't. Um, Competed every game, gave you know everyone a scare um, in the playoffs, and so you know I I hope we can see some of that in the regular season. Uh, I think Paul George will step up, hopefully like he did last year. Um, I think he's got his confidence back. Uh, if we had a great regular season last year, uh, even better playoffs. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe isn't the player he used to be, but he can provide defense and um, and give you some good minutes, especially when you're you know lacking in point guard depth. There, um, you know, Reggie Jackson. Made himself some money last year. It was like you said; it was awesome to see that. You know, hopefully he can bring some of that back this year. I don't think he can play quite as well as he was there, but you know, he did in the playoffs where you know once teams recognize ways they need to stop you and ways that you're exploiting them, they're going to attack that relentlessly. And and he was one of those pieces that they were game planning for every game, and they still couldn't stop him. So. I don't think that's a complete aberration. Um, so I, I think it's a slight over maybe 45, 46, maybe get a six seed. Um, you know, I think it helps some of the other injuries across the board. Um, and the Western conference. Um, and I, I like some of their role players it really makes sense. I mean, um, Terrence Mann, you know, played great in the playoffs last year. Um, you know, he's uh, he's just, he does it all for you. He can shoot a little bit, plays hard D, just hustles, rebounds, um, can handle the ball a little bit for you. So, um, they also have Serge Ibaka back. They didn't have him in the playoffs um, if he can stay healthy. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty significant uh, you know, piece that he brings to the table too. So, Um, you know, I think we're kind of on the same page here that, you know, losing Kawhi is, um, you know, kind of catastrophic and, and also from the big picture, like, do we see Kawhi at all this year, like playoffs or not? Like the history says who the fuck knows, because, uh, we saw what happened in San Antonio, um, when he was supposedly hurt or, you know, whatever. And it took him like two years to come back. So. I wouldn't put my eggs in the basket of Kawhi coming back for the playoffs, um, but I hope he does for the sake of my viewing and everyone else's viewing to you know get us to see the most competitive playoffs we can. So um, speaking of injuries um, having an impact on the regular season, um, the Nuggets, you know, are without Jamal Murray. Um, you know, the hopes he tore his ACL, I believe, in April. Um, had surgery right away. I'm like Kawhi, <laughs> um, and so they're hoping he can come back by the end of the regular season. Um, you know, but you know, it's still too far out to really tell when he's coming back. Um, so that that obviously is a big loss for them. You know, with him for the majority of the season, they had a prorated record of 54 and 28. They actually had a great run. I think they won nine games after they lost them in a row. Um, so that record really doesn't indicate a loss of Jamal Murray. I don't think that's sustainable, obviously. They had an offense rating of 116.3 at 6th in the league, uh, defensive rating at 111.5, 11th in the league, and there's 6 in net rating at uh, 4.8. Uh, it really wasn't too much turnover on this team. Obviously, Murray is a big difference, but they added Jeff Green, uh, who I think is a great addition. I mean, he's been great for numerous playoff teams in the last few years and keeps bouncing around. I'm not really sure why, but um, I think they'll be glad they had him. They they lost to McGee, who didn't honestly play that much for them, even though he was on the USA team, which I still never get. Um, And then Paul Millsap, you know, power forward, who's who's been aging quite a bit left for the Nets. Um, So, I think net neutral in terms of Additions and losses, obviously, when you factor in Murray, it's obviously a huge net negative. Um, but they played pretty well last year without him. Um, they're over and under set at 47.5, so, you know, respectably lower for Jamal Murray's sake than it was last year. Um, but, you know, can Jokic really lead this team? You know, he's in almost unanimous MVP last year. Um, can he you know, find the magic, you know, I mean he's one of the best team players just definitely in terms of star power that we have in the league. So you know, can he can Michael Porter Junior step up and, and keep his team afloat during the regular season to put him in a position to contend in the playoffs if they get Larry back? Yeah, so uh, what they're
1: hoping is that they gave Michael Porter Junior big contracts and he can step up and change a larger goal without Kamal uh, Murray on the team for, uh, directly most of the regular season. And you know, putting their over under at 47.5 seems about right. But like you said, Jokic had an amazing season last year. MPP uh, will probably be in that conversation again unless voters uh, decide that. They have forgiven um, Giannis uh, after his back-to-backs. But, you know, I think he'll be good enough to carry the team. It's a really solid team around him. Um, You've got starters in Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., um, and others that
2: are going to be able to fill in where Jamal uh, Jamal's
1: absence is going to be taking place, but I think this team is going to be good. I think they'll be in the top half of the uh, uh, the playoff seeding come end of year, and I see them over over the forty seven and a half wins. And I think they're going to be again a contender uh, as long as Murray is able to get back and be informed for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm going over as well. Um, looking at it, it seems like we picked a lot of overs. I don't even know if it's possible for all these teams to get over mathematically, but um, I'll go with it. Um, like I said, you know, this team, you know, has good pieces around They all make sense, especially, you know, once they had Aaron Gordon last year, um, you know, before Jamal Murray got hurt, their starting lineup had a, you know, It was a small sample size, but you know it was like eight games or something. Um, They had a net rating of plus 25, which is incredible. Um, Obviously, you can't expect that to continue when they get him back, or even come close to it when he's not there. But um, that just that just shows that it's it's got to be more than just having dominant players. You got to have everyone working together and on the same. Um, same page, which you know I think they will be without Murray. You know I said you know Jokic can make his teammates better than just about anyone in the league. So, um, so I expect that to go a long ways. You know he'll keep his teammates involved. He'll dominate games when he needs to, um, and you know their defense was surprisingly pretty solid last year. Um, Aaron Gordon definitely helped with that at the end of the season. Um, so. You know, if they can play solid defense. I think there's no reason they can't get their 48, 49 wins um, without Murray even. And, and maybe he comes back with a couple weeks left and you get a, he's ready to go and you get a couple extra wins out of that. I'm you know, banking that into my assumption as well. I mean, yeah, the big question is Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he obviously made a leap last year, and, you know, he'll have the opportunity to make a even bigger leap this year without Murray. Um, prove that he's you know around for a long haul to be a great scorer in this league and he's gotten better on defense as well so uh, I really want to see how he uh, progresses this year and if he's you know can start to prove that he's worth that all that money they spent on him um, so you know so I think we can say you know these teams of the injuries it's hard to really predict but um, you know I believe in the superstars on both of these teams. That's why I picked the over for both of them. So I think they'll carry them um, to you know pretty uh, pretty good seasons without them. And hopefully they can get their other stars back and, uh, and make a run in the playoffs. So uh, a team who did make a great run in the playoffs last year was the Phoenix Suns. Uh, had a pro rated record, second best record in the league at 58 24. Offensive rating was 7th at 116.3. Um, defensive rating was 10.4, 6th in the league, and net rating 3rd in the league at 5.9. I um, had a little turnover, not too significant. I think the biggest addition was probably Landy Shemit, uh, who they got from the Nets in the trade. Um, Alfred Payton from the Knicks, um, good backup point guard. He'll be on this team. JaVale McGee, which, you know, we kind of bashed him talking about it. Not the Nuggets there, but, you know, they needed um, center so bad that there'll they'll definitely be an upgrade from them um, this season, having him as the backup center. Um, they lost Javon Carter, who didn't play too much, but, you know, he was a great defender, always brought energy when he was out there. Tori Craig, who was a pretty important player for them in the playoffs, and Etwan Moore, who's just a great great bench player who's always ready when he, his number is called. Um, the only real injury they have, um, which could be significant without their, some of their size, is Sarge. Uh, he has an ACL and likely out for the whole season. He, that happened, I believe, in the NBA Finals, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, that was first game, right? the
1: Finals, I think they'll be a pretty big loss for them.
0: Yeah, he's, he's an underrated player and uh, really meshes well with this team, so they had the over on their side at 50.5, so um, it looks like Vegas might have thought last year was uh, kind of a fluke, maybe not a fluke, but maybe everything fell in the right place and that's why they got to where they were and don't think he'll repeat this year. So, um, you know, it seemed like that was the case. I mean, everything went right for him last year. They stayed pretty healthy during the regular season and um, got a great year out of Chris Paul. Um, Being that he'll turn 37 this year, I believe. You don't know how many seasons you're going to get like that out of him anymore. Um, So it's hard to bank on that, but he's also shown no sign of Regression, uh, which is kind of crazy because he's really doing something no other guard in general or point guard in general, definitely not anyone um, six feet or under, has been able to do this late in their career. So, um, you know, can really the question is can they make another run like they did last year because they essentially have the same roster and um, maybe a slight upgrade when you factor in Miami Shaman and Chevelle McGee at backup center. Yeah, I think I'm more on Vegas' side with this, that this team is going to take a step back. Uh, like you said, they're missing you know, not a super critical piece, but this who was part of their rotation, is going to hurt,
1: and I think it hurt them in the finals as well. Uh, and um, on top of that, Chris Paul has had an amazing career. The fact that he's been able to keep it up uh, this late in the career is extremely impressive, but I think the wheels got to come off at some point. Like, I think it's going to happen this year, and then we're looking at a reduced team compared to last year. And like you said, a lot of things went really well for them. Um, there is going to be internal development from their players because uh, they have such a young core outside of Chris Paul, but. I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to slip a bit this year, and what we're really looking at is you know, a more reasonable development timeline uh, compared to last year, which was just, you know, I think, a little
2: bit of a flash
0: in the pan. Okay, I mean, I, I think all those reasons are fair. I mean, obviously, Vegas is kind of on board with you there, so I'm going to take a slight over. Um like you said, Chris Paul is, uh, you know, bound to uh, regress at some point. I, I just am not going to be the person that bets it to happen until I see it. You know, obviously, I'll be too late to that party. But I mean, he he's just incredible. He's one of my favorite players. Um, and part of the reason why I think that, like, he never he's never been that quick, that fast. Isn't super athletic. Doesn't have the best jumper. Like. But he's good at all those things in some regard. And he's also the smartest player on the court every time he steps out there. So, like, I think his game, part of the reason his game is aged well is because he doesn't rely on athleticism uh, and certain skills that will diminish with age. Uh, which we haven't seen too much of uh, 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 diminishing returns for him um, in those areas, but um, I think he'll continue to age well with, you know, his basketball IQ essentially will keep him a very productive player for at least a couple of years. So, you know, I'm banking on the fact that Chris Paul maybe doesn't quite play at last year's level, but plays pretty close to that. Um, like you said, um, their their core should all get better. Mikkel Bridges, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, um, should get a little bit better. Um, Cam Johnson um, had a great postseason for them. I think they will get some more minutes this year, as he should. Um, and then find some minutes for Landry Shaman as well. Uh, His team's pretty deep, um, which I which I like. Uh, it can bode well for the regular season. Uh, obviously, the, the – uh, not lineup, but the people who are playing will uh, – you know, decrease in the playoffs as it always does really good, to the guys that you truly trust but I'm, I'm taking it over probably about 52 wins for them um, and I, I don't think last year was a fluke I think they, they have a pretty good shot at getting back there at the finals you know when you look at the top teams uh, maybe the Warriors are in there you might have to worry about them Lakers will be a problem um, but the Jazz have always struggled in the playoffs, um, which we'll get to them right now, and the Clippers and Nuggets are hurt, so um, the Jazz were by far the best team in the regular season last year, pro-rated uh, record of 59-23, offensive rating at 116.5, fourth in the league, net rating 107.5, third in the league, and a net rating of nine, which is far and away number one in the league. So, um, they had had some turnover here, um, which I think overall probably made them a little better. Um, Rudy Gay, who's still um, contributing. Um, You know, he had a good season for the Spurs last year. He's 35, so I I don't know how many more years you get out of him, but um, I think you can still count on him for this year. Son Whiteside, you know, he's always in enigma. You never know what you're going to get, but... I think he'll be playing in a limited role for them. Um, Which, if that's the case, he can be productive for you in that that amount of time and you're not really relying on him to be consistent and show up every night because God knows he he won't. Um, Eric Paschal, um, who was a great bench player for uh, the Warriors out of uh, Villanova, I think he, he can provide them from fire firepower and on the bench there. I mean, he's, he's uh, a solid scorer, good defender, plays hard. Um, so it'll be a good to pair with uh, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Uh, Jared Butler, who um, is a great player in college, had a great career at Baylor. Um, I think he's pretty NBA ready um, to come in. He's a great defender, plays hard. Can light it up, I think he shot like 48, 49% from three last year in college. Um, got a little game off the bounce um, and a pretty solid athlete. So I think, you know, he can give you some minutes off the bench right away and, and contribute. Um, Derek Favors, they lost him, uh, as we discussed earlier, and George Ming also. Um, two solid bench players they had last year, but um, I think it's a net neutral. Some of the guys they added. Um you mentioned Rudy Gay, he will most likely miss the start of the season um, with a foot injury. I, I don't think it'll last too much longer than that. So, injury-wise, they're in a pretty good spot, and their core is back. So, um, you know, you can make a case that they'll have similar success in the regular season as they did last year. They've, they've been they've had a lot more success in the regular season than the postseason since Donovan Mitchell's been there. So, um, but Vegas kind of looks at it the same way. They looked at um, the Suns, and that we'll see regression this year because you know everything kind of went right. They stayed healthy, um, and you know um, we're able to win fifty nine games or fifty two prorated fifty nine in the regular season last year. So they have their over under set at fifty one and a half. Uh, so I mean, the real question for this franchise is: can their regular season success ever translate into? A long playoff run, um, which maybe this is the year with some of the injuries.
1: Yeah, uh, so I don't believe in them in terms of making a title run, but I think Vegas taking in seven losses compared to last season is a lot for a team that is essentially unchanged. So definitely taking me over here, um, like you mentioned, they lost Favors and Yang who were part of rotation, but. Added uh, some other guys in to, <laughs> to uh, make up for that. Uh, all of their core is still their starters intact, so I'm a little confused why the over under is set so low um, for a team that was a regular season juggernaut last season. So I'll take the over, I'll put them around
2: like 53, 54 wins, and they'll be up there to proceed with. My Mavs. Mavs I right. did
0: um, So I got him over as well. I'm, I'm a little confused by this number here. Um, doesn't make sense to me. Um, they got everyone back. They they do have a superstar, and Donovan Mitchell, um, but they play together very well as a team. Um, last year, a lot of people were trying to compare them, which I, I didn't think was quite just, but. I could see where they're coming from to the twenty fourteen Spurs I mentioned earlier, um, with the ball movement they had, and they got shooting for days, um, which translates to the regular season. Um, sometimes in the postseason, it comes seven game series, so you have a couple off games that might be enough to lose, um, which is part of the problem. You know they probably had in the the postseason last year. Um, in terms of, you know the postseason I I struggle to make think that they you know, they have the same team, they have essentially the same problem and, you know, everyone blames it on Rudy Gabriel. I don't think he deserves that much of the blame. But, you know, that is a nightmare matchup problem that they have in the playoffs. And as like we said earlier, like in the playoffs you're gonna get exploited every single time. If there's a mismatch and they're gonna go to it until you change it or stop it. And so I think that that definitely has um, A problem that they need to address Um, And you know as good as Rudy Gobert is in the regular season you might need to spend some more time on the bench I mean, I know that's a tough decision to make Um, Especially, you know, they don't necessarily have the big guys that you want to make that change So you really probably just have to go small which I think this team would play great. Put Rudy Gay at five or Eric Paschal. Um, I think would be pretty unguardable um, with the guys they have around them. So um, I'm hoping they can make a run. I mean, one thing that's been awesome to see, and you know, even in these disappointing playoff runs, is uh, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, he every year he steps it up and plays even better in the regular season. He, He's not afraid of the moment, of taking the big shot, and, um, you know, that really, um, I I think it's possible for a long run based off having him on the team and and just having the rest of the team ride his coattails, because whoever has the best team in the series generally wins, and, and he can be the best player in just about every series he's in, so, um, Like I said, taking the over for the regular season, I don't see much regression from this team. I'm guessing about 55 wins. Um, So, that concludes the Western Conference. A little boring. We uh, agreed on too many, I think, Brownlee. But, um, probably means we'll get all of them wrong. Um, But, you know, it's been a fun exercise. Getting us excited for the season. Which, I believe, starts next Tuesday. Or, yeah, the 19th. And so... Um, ready to get back into basketball mode um, and uh, just excited for hoops again. Yep, can't wait
1: for the rookie season. Um, everyone
0: getting our picks and make some money. It. <laughs> yeah, it's the best uh, get-rich-quick scene I've ever seen. So I appreciate you guys listening. You guys have a good day. Till next time, peace.